Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Masters Muscle Podcast. Before we get into the show, want to give a quick plug to today's partner, New Jersey Gourmet Meal Prep. Visit myNJGourmet.com. Code Galanti20, all capital, will save you 20% off your very first order. Again, myNewJerseyGourmet.com. Vin, episode 20, and what a great way to share the milestone today. Please introduce our guest. Yeah, everybody, please welcome Greg Rando. Greg, how are you doing today? Um, your story, if it doesn't inspire listener, listeners tonight, I don't know what, what, what can inspire anybody. You have a magnificent story. Um, we first met, if you remember, I believe it was the 2009 Pittsburgh Pro. Uh, I was making my pro debut, and I believe, were you also making your Pittsburgh Pro debut? Um, <laughs> Your pro debut also that day? I believe that was my first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we met there. Um, yep. You have a meeting. So let's just dive into it. So you're legally blind and you are basically crushing it on, on the stage with the way your physique looks and just basically kicking people's asses and taking names. You look amazing. Tell us. Like, so I want to know, how did Greg Randall start getting into the gym, competing? Um, did you do it? I, tell us your story. We don't, I don't really know too much about your Yeah, program. sure, sure. Um, first of all, I, I'm not sure how many tails I'm kicking. I mean, I'm doing the best I can, but this is like a lifelong project for me. So, you know, I'm... Um, you know, still at it for many reasons, but uh, primarily because I'm healthy and also because I'm still improving. So um, along with that will come su some success. But, um, you know, I think I've learned a lot more from my failures to allow me to continue to uh, gain some success here in the latter years uh, than I have my successes. Although recently I've learned a lot from my successes as well. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I just, you know, years ago, I, I was just, I love sports of all kind. I've always played team sports, hockey, football, baseball, everything growing up. And my vision just started de deteriorating as I knew it would. Um, a little bit in denial as a young kid, you know, you know, my parents and doctors would tell me that. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, whatever. But um, I'm good now. You know, I'm thinking to myself, it's, it's not going to be me, but. It, it it did happen to me, and uh, when that happened, I had, you know, organized sports, team sports taken away from me um, for many reasons, and I, I just found myself in the gym uh, training and um, kicking around in there and doing things that I could do without assistance and without vision, and, you know, super, you know, you know prominently to this day to me was the immediate... Um, increase in self-esteem and self-confidence I got from that because you know here I am and I'm, I'm my high school years and all my friends are getting you know their license and they're playing sports and I can't get my license and I can't any longer play sports it could have been uh you know pretty pretty tough time for me um but I I, I started kicking around in the gym at school while they were out on the fields practicing and and quickly learned that you know, there was another outlet for me, and that was, you know, training with weights and getting stronger and 
building my body and building my mind and self-esteem and self-confidence. And, uh, you know, I just, just kept at it. You know, it's like, as we, you know, you, we hear the cliche of, uh, you know, it's, it's um, more than just, you know, building our bodies and acquiring big muscles, being strong and looking good. It's, you know, um, it's, it's medicine for the mind. And that's what uh, really fueled me, just knowing that it was something that, yeah, I wanted to do it daily because I wanted to get the gains and look good and look better. But I knew I had to do it because it would just make me feel so good emotionally. And how old were you when you first, like, really lost your eyesight? Um, so it was probably like when I was about a sophomore in high school, it got very difficult for me to navigate the hallways. Um, it was just got confusing um, dealing with the, 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 uh, the changes at the time. But, you know, I, I, I never really wanted to be, let's say, put in a box for, you know, lack of a better term. I didn't want anyone to know or feel that I was disabled or, you know, handicapped or challenged in any way. So just kept, kept putting one foot in front of the other. And, uh, you know, um, it just, uh, it didn't get any better. Let's say that it continued to get worse, but it was a very gradual thing. And, um, you know, when I first started competing in 92, you know, I was still able to play basketball in the driveway. I was still able to walk uh, across, you know, down the street to the mailboxes, cross the main roads, the Dunkin' Donuts, walk to call. You know, I was walking to school, to campus from a half mile away. And, uh, you know, now I'm to the point where, you know, I stand in front of my house. It's huge. I, 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 there are units in here. I, I can't even see the building. And it just, it's my, my... Uh, vision has become very, very muted um, and distorted at this time. But, um, you know, I always say how thankful and grateful I am because I've had the opportunity to know what, you know, colors look like, what the sky looks like, what trees look like with foliage, grass, wow. all these, all these, you know, beautiful creations that we all get to enjoy that, uh, you know, some, some handicapped, mostly visually impaired people never will. And, and, you know, you, you, when you say that and you describe it, it's like I realize how much we probably take all that for granted. Just the natural beauty of what, what we could just see outside. Yeah, it's it's true. It's it's true. I, I, I not having not being able to see there's still many things that, uh, you know, uh, on a daily basis that I, you know, feel like I, I can take for granted. So. Yeah, it's 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 very true. But at the same time, as I always say, if it's not a visual impairment, it, we're all challenged in you know certain ways. Other ways, we all overcome challenges and adversity. They're just they're just different. Well, you have an amazing way of looking at things. Greg, Greg, if I could ask, I was doing some research on on your background, and you had something called retinitis pigmentosa. Is that genetic, or is that something from the environment, or? Yeah, no, it's genetic. Uh, my brother is a year and a half older. He has the same condition. Yep. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, Greg, when you had the idea of competing for the very first time, did you have a coach? Did somebody guide you? How did that all happen? Take place? Yeah, you know, I mean, what was it? Early 90s. I don't even know that coaches existed, right? We were all our yeah. own coach. And uh 
Uh, I remember one time going to the Mass Eye and Air Institute with my mom. We'd go every six months, and uh, it would be like an eight-hour-a-day thing. You know, this this uh, exam, that exam, uh, holding rooms, waiting rooms. And I brought Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclopedia uh, with me, and um, you, you know the pages where it had all those illustrations in black and white of the poses. My mom would, uh, we'd be out in the hallway, and we, she'd be putting my arms and legs in the position of the poses and trying to <laughs> help me, um, you know, position myself and understand what's going, what's going on. Um, so. A, a little little bit of that, you know, self-research. And then, of course, you know, um, um, you know, your interests generate, um, you know, sort of relationships and um, uh, that that are that are similar people that have similar likes and interests. Um, so so I, I found myself at the, the college gym around other people and um, I, I eventually became friendly with people that would help me further, you know, that had some experience uh, competing and posing and stuff like that. And they would, they would, uh, you know, continue my education as far as that went along. And what was your first contest that you did? It was the Massachusetts, uh, it was a natural Massachusetts back in the ANBC. Wow. Cool. Uh, yeah, back, yep, 1992. So, so, Greg, was it was it yourself that said you wanted to compete, or did you have some friends saying, "Greg, you look phenomenal. You should go ahead and step on the stage." Yeah, I was wrestling at UMass at the time, and uh, I was like decent shape, but I was little, a you know, small guy. But I was wiry, and I was always active. So every time I go and take off my warm ups, the guys would be like, "Dude, you just look like you just lifted." And all I had was like biceps and a little bit of shoulders, you know. But they were kind of. They weren't, they weren't into the weight. So, um, you know, they, they, they were very motivating. The captain of the team actually was a weightlifter. He was a bigger guy, um, real big, heavy guy. And, and he, he knew I needed help. So he had a friend who would come periodically to our uh, practices and get us in the weight room and do a little uh, tutorial with us. And he took me aside and uh, showed me a few things. And then uh, um, I ended up meeting some other guys at the, at the school gym um, shortly after that and continued training there at the gym around others uh, before I met um, my uh, close uh, lifelong uh, best of friend there. Uh, his name's Miles, who also went to the school and uh, he, uh, he was my connection to Jose and Tito Raymond. He was Oh, okay. okay. With them down in the town they lived in. So Miles helped me out, and uh, then uh, we branched out from the school gym, and we're going to the uh, you know community gyms, and uh, that's where I met Tito and Jose, and uh, that was a whole nother level, of course, of uh, of uh, you know bringing my interest and in, uh, activity level to a whole nother plateau. You know, being around those guys that are very uh very successful even back then when they were beginners and very intense very good at what they did and i admired that and wanted to uh wanted to fit in so i worked worked my tail off to try to fit in with those guys cool what did you end up majoring in cool. uh health education and with a minor in psychology over there and are you in that field currently today 
No, what uh, I instead of um, instead of going into uh, uh, teaching, um, uh, Miles and I actually opened up a gym. Um, it was shortly after we graduated college, but our whole senior year, we were working on building the place. Um, in fact, our second half of our senior year, our project was going to our facility and, and building it. We had just a, an incredible um, mentor there who um, allowed us to spend our practicum time working on our own project. And uh, shortly after we graduated, we opened up a uh, about a 5,000 square foot, not too big, but uh, a facility right there in the center of Stoneham, Massachusetts. Okay. It was a real cool, unique gym uh, down there. So we, we had that run for uh, 10 years. We, we ran that until we sold it off. And uh, since then, I've been um, running my own training business and uh, sort of semi-retired about five, six years ago and moved down here to Southwest Florida where I I do do some uh, seasonal training in a in a beautiful community, golf community, tennis community down here, just down the street. Cool. Yeah. What what part of Florida exactly, Greg? I, I spent some time in Florida. I'm in Bonita Springs. Um, okay. Yep. My house is actually in Naples. The, my address, my street is Bonita uh, Benita Springs, Bonita Beach Road, but my house sits in Naples. So I'm right on the right on the border here, and it truly is uh, annually. I think. Um, um, uh, addressed as the happiest, healthiest place in the country, one of them, and it it, it truly is. It, it's just I feel blessed to be here every day. I've been here a little uh, six and a half years now. You don't you don't miss the New England weather? Not even a little bit. I'll leave that up to you guys in the uh, New York. The... <laughs> well, you 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 don't miss having thirty degree days and then eighty degree days. Yeah, no, I don't miss getting sick uh, uh, because of things like that. I don't miss, you know, having to layer up to go to the gym. Uh, although that doesn't stop us. You know, you move down here and you realize how it, how it didn't because, uh, you know, down here you're prepared for the gym from the time you wake up in the morning. You know, back home we had to really, you know, layer up, get ready. Or if I was working at a gym, I had to sort of, you know, change my change my clothes and get into workout clothes and it's just not as uh not as convenient and not as uh not as appealing hey greg just tilt the phone down just a little bit yeah that's perfect that's perfect perfect you guys so, so, don't want to see my face anyways it's a lot better if we show you the ceiling <laughs> a lot more the viewers will probably appreciate it now nah, you're handsome you look great <laughs> so, so greg you start competing and is it a hobby or do you want to become a professional? I mean, when you're starting out, what, what are your thoughts at that time and at that time? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I just was psyched to be able to compete and, uh, you know, at anything. I just love sports and competition. And then to find a passion and to be able to compete was just it was so incredible to have that goal setting and that those things to look forward to. And um you know, it's funny, I still remember um, being in my kitchen there off campus and uh, around a few few friends and we were looking at magazines and uh, one of them said, well, your goal is to be in the IFBB, everybody's goal is to be in the IFBB. And I just stopped for a second, I'm like, uh, I guess you're right. I mean, I never ever had a vision or a thought that I would be an IFBB pro or a pro bodybuilder of any sort um 
you know, looking at those guys in the magazines and how incredible they were and what it must have taken for them to get there. And here I was just, a, you know, a, you know, kind of a lean, lean, skinny guy with a couple of bumps on him, you know, and I, I, I didn't really think it was possible. But, you know, all uh, my friends that were, you know, uh, I have a few really good ones and uh, they've always encouraged and supported me and, and uh, you know, um, you know, conveyed just that to me that that anyone can do that. And if you continue on the road you're doing, why not you? You know, so that's when I sort of changed my focus and said, well, maybe there is more than just a, uh, you know, once or twice a summer competition. Maybe I can have bigger goals than that. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we, we, I come across so many people, and I'm sure you do, too, that just make their problems so much bigger and when you hear your story and like the way you uh look at life you're honestly greg you're a breath of fresh air to hear talking just you're motivating within itself and um it it's going to be an honor and a pleasure to share a stage with you in romania i know you're going to be in the classic and i'm going to be in the open but it's it's so cool that i was thinking about we we entered the same show as our pro debuts and now we're actually getting on stage at the Olympia. So this is going to be a pretty cool thing. So, so yeah. let's talk about that. For, I'm sorry. So let's talk about that for a minute. Cause you, you became a pro and you were competing, I guess at, at the light heavyweights. Is that your, your, your stage weight, light heavyweight? Yeah. That's what I turned pro at when I won the team universe, that was a light heavyweight. Yep. And then what made you decide to jump over to classic? Well, I, I just wasn't competitive. Um, I just, I, I, um, let's just say that, uh, you know, I, I just didn't, um, there was, there was a, a segment in my bodybuilding experience, um, career that I was sort of spinning my wheels. And even though I had people around me, I was sort of, I was getting married. I was uh, had some transitioning going on, moving from my gym to another facility, T continuing my training. I've never stopped, but all and also setting goals to compete. But it, I just didn't have whether it was the right focus or the right focus in surrounding myself with the right resources or people. I was just not very good. I, I was just almost going backwards for a while. I always said if the IFBB was a an N NFL team, I would have been on the practice squad. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I, I was just not good. I was just not there, although, you know, I felt like I had potential, which is, and, and I had all the motivation and discipline, and, which is why I never stopped. I, I can honestly say I, outside of the normal rest time and vacations, I haven't missed a workout in almost 35 years. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, I, I, I continued on, but I, um, I just, I just didn't feel like I ever would have fit in even in the two, two twelve. I think the first time we did it, Vinny, it was two Oh two. Actually, yeah. I just, just wasn't big enough. And I, I just tried, but I, I just, on my terms, I just didn't think I was going to get there until the classic came along and one of my friends, you know, was over and told me about it. And when I heard the criteria in terms of the, the, the height and weight and stuff, I thought, 
right away. This this is for me. This is sure this is an opportunity. This is um, you know. So uh, that and that was seven years ago. And um, I said I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to Florida. And I told a couple of people back home, and you know Jose, of course. So I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to I'm going to focus, you know, on on what I need to do to get myself up on an IFBB Classic stage. And uh, I did that for the first time in '18, and okay. it went pretty well. I think I got third at the Tampa Pro in the 40 and over out of like 14 guys. And uh, although I still was just okay, um, my conditioning was good, and I was very encouraged. Awesome, good. And, and Greg, prior to for many years, you were in the IFBB, and then in 2010, you jumped over to the WNBF. Was there no conflict or any 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 problems? I guess jumping federations. No, there were. I had to do multiple um, drug tests um, prior to um, my first show, and then of course every every event there were multiple tests for me. Um, okay. And it was a it was an okay experience. I did very very well. It wasn't super competitive, but um, the dynamics that were involved with the competitors that I was around, they I don't think they very much appreciated the fact that I was now in their league doing well. Mm -hmm. So okay. I, I it wasn't the best of experiences. So that wasn't very long lived. Do you mean because of your vision? No, no. I just, I just feel like you know there were a lot of comments. Um, first, I think I did one competition that one of the competitors refused to compete in my class because I came from the IFBB and he suspects, oh. you know, PED use or whatever. And then, wow. uh, you know, I would go to these shows, you know, and compete, and and there would be comments and. Um, you know this these narratives there that that I was from the IFBB and I was on drugs or I did a lot of drugs and no one else did and it's not fair you know so it just just wasn't a good environment wasn't very comfortable it wasn't happy it wasn't fulfilling for me okay that's strange and I yeah so you know it just it just I know it I, I was a little disappointed in you know the way that look. You know we're all we're all bodybuilders, and no matter what our experiences are, if we pass the test, we pass the test. Not only that, we all we all know what it takes to to get up there and to to be ready and on point and do well. So, you know, it, you know, I don't think I don't think Vinny and I would be pointing fingers or judging anyone based on the fact that we know uh, ultimately what what it takes to get up there and do well. I don't care. I don't care what vitamins you take or what yeah. anything you take. You right? So. Oh, absolutely. So, Greg, like segueing from that into um, your own training. What what style of training do you gravitate towards? Are you more? Can you? Are you more volume training, heavy training? Like, what do you? What 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 gets you? I've always been. In, um, high on you know volume whether it's you know weight yes but reps and sets for sure um you know um as dennis james put it the last time i talked to him there's always a price to pay when you train heavy right there's a price to pay and i think we can all do that for a period of time and you know 
training with the Raymonds, you know, there was a lot of heavy training, a lot of deadlifting, a lot of squatting, a lot of benching. And we, we all need to do that to build our foundation and our base at some point in time, usually when, when we're yeah. younger, right? Our bones are green. Our muscles are a little more compliant. Um, yeah. But uh, like, like any, like Roger Clemens, when you lose your fastball, you have to find your, you know, you have to work on your other stuff. And, and, and I quickly realized that I wasn't going to be long for the sport if I continued on that path. So I did, I did alter my training a little bit more toward bodybuilding, having, have, having built a foundation, having learned how to use my core to build a foundation. Um, then I, then I incorporate a little more lower impact, um, bodybuilding, uh, style of training, which I, which I still maintain now more lower impact, uh, still very high volume, keep my weights up, but also my reps up. Uh, Have you noticed, um, now that you're a little older, like I just, now I'm 56. How old are you? 53. Do you, do you, do you notice that you need longer time in between workouts to recover now a little more days off or are you still recovering the same way you know i it, it i do notice that Vinny. i do notice that ultimately i'd be better for a little more days off which i i i, I stick to my routine of having my days off where in the past i might oh, the heck with it we'll go and you know or um um you know, I, I, I do find myself, and I'm not ashamed to admit now that I have more time on my hands, I need a nap a lot of times. I need to make sure I'm well rested to keep up my activity level um, to, to meet my goals. And um, uh, yeah, I, I definitely have noticed that. And um, I think it's important that we do, uh, we do notice that and make sure, you know, we do things to maintain good health on top of that. So we can, uh, we can, we can continue on. And, and I think that, you know, you and I, you, I've always been impressed by you. Uh, the fact you were kind of similar, like paralleling careers where we're similar age. We've been at it for almost the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. Our competitions have lined up similarly, and uh, you know we both have had phys physical challenges and things to overcome, but we find find a way to do that. Well, that's what impresses me with you. I mean, li listen, if this was twenty years ago and you said to me, "Oh, you're going to have rotator cuff surgery and fourteen anchors," I would think I'll never compete again. I'm not even going to put myself through that. Yeah. But I've gained a whole lot of respect through other people who have had greater challenges than I have had. Like my niece was my biggest inspiration. I watched her battle cancer and that alone is like mind boggling to see somebody go through that. So it just, sometimes, you know, I, uh, I belong to a men's uh, ministry. A lot of people don't know that. So I'm revealing that. <laughs> so I go to, I go to a prayer group and one of the guys in the prayer group says, you know, if you, if, if you're, if, um, if you're, own crap was in a garbage bag and you took it out to the to the to the curb and you saw every everyone else's crap you take your own crap back in the house and deal with it because it was not that bad right 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 so yeah. greg over we talked about training what about your your diet and your food how has that changed over the years how is your digestion or has it kind of been the same as well no, Sean, that that's evolved very uh, quite a bit also. And um, uh, 
My, my digestion's always been good. I've focused on uh, digestive enzymes for many, many years. But in addition to that, it's, you know, it's really the natural foods that uh, provide mm -hmm. good gut health and digestion. And it's funny because uh, when I moved down here, I, I, you know, I ended up connecting with my old business partner, Miles, who had got moved out west uh, shortly before, uh, after we sold the gym. And he had written a book, The 48-Hour Fat Burn, and, and um, developed uh, some program, nutrition programs, eating programs, and workout programs. And it, it was all plant-based, um, largely plant-based programs. And I was sort of leaning in that direction um, for a couple reasons, but primarily because I'm always looking to put my health first. And as we get older, you know, cutting down on inflammation by reducing the, the quantities and amount of uh, animal products we ingest is, is, is quite honestly to me a big thing. So that was a goal of mine coming down here. And uh, after reaching out to him, I said, Miles, these, this is what I want to do. I want to I want to compete in the classic physique and I want to incorporate these plant-based programs or more more plant-based foods. How do I do it? And he just told me, you know, basically what I needed to do, which was incorporate the plant-based principles that he preaches and laid out. Um, and in addition to that, I compromised a little. I still do have small amounts of animal protein, chicken, beef, uh, fish and whatnot, um, but smaller amounts. So I probably cut down my animal protein um, intake at least 40% and upped my plant-based um, uh, materials. Um, and most importantly, combining the plant-based groups to incorporate uh, both, both forms of fiber has been the key for me. Um, quite honestly, I don't know if I'd be competing if I didn't change the diet and go more plant-based incorporate the fiber uh which does so much for me and fueling my muscles for output i i used to try to lose body fat by restricting now i lose body fat by intaking to improve my output and all and also it keeps my glycogen levels high for workouts where i'm i'm able to you know be strong right on through the whole workouts and and refuel the next day and recover can you give us an example of a, 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 a how how greg eats in a day like meal one yeah. to meal five yeah sure i do i do four large meals and uh speaking with the boston mass because he's working with me now too i have a few of these guys i'm trying to gather all of my all my super resources here for this for this event and um they're all so willingly uh so willing to help um but um yeah my breakfast is really it's just two whole eggs with a cup of egg whites the, that's my protein and my uh plant base uh is the oatmeal with um fruit um some usually mixed berries and some nuts or peanut butter or almond butter usually almond butter so so if you if you have the five plant-based groups which are fruits vegetables grains and then nuts and seeds and beans and legumes there's five there what we try to do and teach is to build meals is to select three from those groups so the three would be the grain the oatmeal the fruit the mixed berries would be the fruit and the nuts would be from the nut and seed and that will ensure me that i'll not only be uh have sustained nutrition sustained um 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 
uh, energy by by boosting my metabolism with the slow digestion absorption and digestion of those foods. But the combination it'll it'll ensure that I have the insoluble insoluble fiber, which are both very necessary to slow down digestion for good absorption. Greg, uh, we lost your pretty face again. Oops. There you go. Nope, right. thank you. Uh, a second meal, which I do repeat this in variations throughout the day, like I'll have my grain will be rice. Um, I'll have I have at least a, uh, a can of beans a day. It'll be black beans and uh, vegetables, say broccoli. So the rice will be the grain, the black beans from the beans and legumes and the vegetable from the vegetable group. And I'll add my protein, which is usually chicken. Um, although I just did have quinoa. And I had white beans with it, and I had uh, collard greens, and I had um, uh, some 90, I think it was 3% uh, lean uh, ground beef. So okay. we try to build, build those carbohydrate meals, those plant-based meals, um, and then add the protein to it. So you're basically making a complete protein when you're combining all of that, correct? Well, you do increase the amount of protein you you take you you ingest because of the combination of food, whether it's the oatmeal and nuts and or the beans and rice or the quinoa and beans. Those things all have protein in them. So in combination, sure. you're going to be able to add you know 10, 15 grams to your protein intake, which in turn allows me to cut back you know three ounces of animal protein. Two, two, so, how much animal protein would you would you take in? Uh, uh, normally, meals. Normally, normally like four ounces a meal. But now in prep, I'm up to more like six. I, I do bump it up for recovery, you know. And I and and uh, you know, Jose seems to think I'm going to be building some more muscle tissue in the next three months. So he wanted me to bump that up a little bit. So, cool. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah. And when you're doing a diet like that, that's like so not conventional of a bodybuilding diet. Do do when you're getting closer to the show, do you rotate carbohydrates? Do you carb deplete? Do you like do you do any of that, or that's you just ride that into the contest? Yeah, and I ride that right into the contest, and then um, you know I, I wasn't doing very well. I mean, I was coming in like third, fourth, fifth, or something. I couldn't bust the top two, and I was over it. Uh, CJ Elite, you know, uh, with my girlfriend, and she's like, "What happened?" I go, "I don't know." This is a picture. She goes, "Yeah, you need to. Are you carbon up?" I said, "No, I eat a lot of carbs." She goes, "You got to carb up." So she told me what to do. I carved up three days prior, and then I went and won the Daytona Pro a couple weeks later. Nice. And it was night and day. It was night and day. I thought I was fully, you know, pretty well carved up. But, you know, when you work out as regular as we do, you burn that fuel down. You burn those glycogen sources down. So not only do they need to be replenished, but when you have the volume that we have within our muscles, you can take in quite a bit more. And ever since that Daytona Pro, uh, I've been, you know, checking in with CJ here and there, uh, making sure, you know, I'm on target. And I've been bumping my first, second, third day carbs up every show, and I'm still not really spinning over. In fact... Tampa, I think I was drier than any show yet, and I was I I was up to 800 grams of carbs on top of wow. my normal carbs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Do you and do any cardio? You... Oh, sorry, Vinny. Go ahead. I... No, go, 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 Sean. 
Do you I do, do cardio? I do cardio every day for 15 years for at least 45 minutes first thing in the morning. Okay. I started in, yep, 2008 when I was working with, um, I was fortunate enough to work with Hani Rambod at the time and learned a lot from him. And I, I got addicted to cardio then. I just enjoy it. I love it. It's meditative for me. And I, I, I like keeping my body fat down. So, yeah, I that, do. That, that's a sound bite that you'll never ever hear is I love cardio. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Oh, I can't start my day without it. That's funny. So, Greg, I have, um, we started uh, last week's podcast asking guests uh, just three random questions. So this is going to go a little different direction right now, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm assuming, um, just like all of it, I mean, your, your diet is immaculate, but what's your, what is your biggest food craving during prep? Do you have anything that you, like, oh, I, I want to eat a pizza or a cupcake? Um, I mean, I love sweets, but, you know, last night coming out of the gym, my girlfriend and I, at the same time said we'd basically in unison we said we'd love to get a cheeseburger and french fries you know did you have it no 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 <laughs> french so, fries are one of my my favorite foods i'd never turn them away so are you italian yep so is it sauce or gravy yeah i do i love pasta too i do but but is it but is it sauce or gravy Oh, oh, it's it's sauce for me, man. It's sauce for me. That's funny. All right, good. And what kind of music do you listen to while you're training? New country. I love new it. Country. Yep, I, I I love new country rock. Jason Aldean, who you name it, all those guys. I, I enjoy it. All right, it's cool. That's I got no, no redneck in me, but I love country. <laughs> so, Greg, as we fast forward to now and things start winding down, when you heard the Masters Olympia was coming, did you jump at it? Did you think about it? I mean, when you first heard the rumblings, what were your thoughts? Uh, it was, you know, right away. I was just, I was just super excited at the prospect of the opportunity. You know, I, yep. I didn't have any idea of how it was going to go, what qualifications, any selection process or anything. I just uh, I just knew that, um, uh, you know, it was something that I would just just love to be a part of. And, uh, you know, over the last 30 years of training, I have always known that, you know, with my ups and downs, ebbs and flows, and uh, I've always continue to go to the gym, continue to, you know, improve and, and make mistakes and learn from my mistakes. And, and I, I just knew there would be an opportunity, a, a, an incredible opportunity to come my way at some point in time. And, yep. and it's just so, so the timing's impeccable. Yeah. Did you make plans yet? Have you uh, booked your flight? I get the, I have the um, hotel booked. Uh, we got our contract today, right? By email. Yeah, I got the contract. Yep. yep, but I have not booked the um the plane the air flight yet. Uh, not yet. Cool. So how, how, soon you, how much prior do you plan on going in a week or a couple of days? Yeah, uh, we booked a hotel. I think to arrive on Tuesday, and we're competing. I I compete on Saturday. I think you do too, Vin. Right. I compete on Sunday. Oh, you're on Sunday. That's right. Yep. 
So I figured uh, Tuesday and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday have three at least three full days prior to competing. Cool. Yeah. And you are you officially in prep? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I've I've uh, trimmed down a bit and uh, and um, yeah, I'm I'm super motivated. Um, I can't. Yeah. I I mean, I guess I can say more than ever, right, Vinny? I mean, this isn't an opportunity that comes along you know, very often. And it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a benchmark in our careers and, uh, something to, uh, something to behold, you know? Yeah. It's a great opportunity. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait. Greg, yeah. Do you, do you, what is your goal, Greg? Do you want to win this top five, top 10? What, what's the ideal goal for yourself? Uh, you know, I, I I'd love to get in the top five, you know, I'd love to place up high. Um, and, and that's, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm improving on the shortcomings of mine last season. And, um, I'm really working hard to make improvements there. Um, and I'm very encouraged as I do so. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, everything goes the right way for me that, uh, that I could get a top top placing up there with uh, all these great competitors. That it's just going to be super, you know, just incredible opportunity to to get chosen number one and then to share the stage. Uh, I mean, I I don't care what you're doing. I don't care how old you are. Right now, we have an opportunity to, you know, share the share the field with uh, the best in the world at what we do. So it's like the Super Bowl for us and. Uh, is just just an incredible opportunity and just going to put everything I can into it. And then some. Yep. And Ben, I don't know if you saw the announcement today, Jake Cutler's going to guest pose. I love Jake Cutler's guest posing. Guest posing. He said it on his podcast. Oh, wow. That's um, pretty cool. I heard yeah. he was a, I, I know he was, a, um, he was making a guest appearance, it, it stated, but uh, yeah, I, I love that guy. He's not only because he's from New England, he's just a, to me, he's a really smart guy. He's a great athlete. He's a humble guy. He's a businessman. He's educated. He's just a just a well-rounded dude, and he's super humble. And uh, and back when I was getting started, I was hanging around with a couple Russian guys that had. Uh, I was able to have a small deal with their company, and they were networking with someone in Jay's group. And the way they were talking about Jay and his intelligence at the young age that he was, it, that stood out to me. And when they, yeah, I want to be a great bodybuilder. I want to be, you know, begging all that, but I want people to talk about me like they talk about Jay, you know, I just think that guy's. Yeah, awesome. definitely. Definitely. Well, Greg, it's, it's, go ahead, Vinny. I, I just going to say, um, I love your energy. I love your vibe. I love your message. And um, I, I have to say, personally, I'm glad we had you on tonight because, you know, uh, even for myself, I look for motivation. I, I have the discipline, as you, as you know, we all have discipline. Sometimes you need a little motivation and to hear your message. You, you've you've uh, put a little spark uh, on my tail, as you say. So thank you for uh, your words today. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. And awesome opportunity and i really appreciate it and uh same same back at you man you for many years you know your name's been prominent in the sport and uh bumping into you is always 
cool and seeing you doing and collecting titles as well as you're doing. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, reassuring that, you know, in a way that what, what I'm doing, what we're doing is, uh, is something special and uh, we're very uh, fortunate and blessed to be able to do it. You know, we're to be, be healthy and at this age and, and, you know, to me, life is all about, geez, you know, that's why I like, yeah, I might not have great vision, but I've got so much more blessings and, and, and than a lot. And, and one of them is the fact that I found a passion in life that I've been able to, you know, weave throughout my entire life since I was 18. And it's not going to stop, whether it's education or sport or or work or our hobby, whatever it is. And um, it's, it's an incredible opportunity. We just, I'm so blessed to have a passion that, that, you know, something that I'm super passionate about, something that allows us to be healthy, allows us to set goals, which makes, allows us to be happy, and ultimately to experience different things in our lifetime which is what life's all about, to, you know, collect these experiences and to follow a passion. I mean, uh, it's hard not to be happy and enjoy life and be joyful, you know. So absolutely, bodybuilding is, you know, I have so much respect for the sport, the, or my fellow competitors and the fans that, that help fuel it. It's, it's, a, it's an incredible, um, uh, unique, special thing that we all get to be a part of. So as we start to wind down here, um, where can listeners and fans uh, reach out to you for training advice and programs down in Florida? Well, I'm I'm you I'm really on the net. I do work at a uh, community that's um, it's a residential community, so it's close to those residents, and I don't do too much training anymore. With my vision deteriorated to the point it is that I don't really go to the gym by myself anymore and I certainly don't feel comfortable um, you know um, bringing someone around anymore so I don't do too much um, I all, I'm always willing to share my experiences and and knowledge and, and it, it, with anyone who would like it and you know they can connect with me on Facebook or at uh, IFBB Pro Greg Rando 2001 on Instagram so cool. Perfect. Well, Greg, it's been an absolute pleasure. You know, we, we are, I'll be following you. All of us will be following your journey, wishing you much success on the Olympia stage. Thank you, Sean. Thanks so much for reaching out. It's really great to be a part of this. And, uh, and Vinny, uh, always great to be connected with you in any way. And uh, I really appreciate the opportunity, guys. Good luck. You're welcome. And uh, I will see you in 13 weeks. <laughs> All right. If not before, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Greg. Thanks, fellas. Thanks so Thank much. Thank everybody. And for everybody tuning in next Wednesday, we have John Hansen. Thank you so much. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Take care.